Hi and welcome to episode 13 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of TIR and I'm a wedding photographer too. Today I'm really excited to have the fab Anna Rowland with us. Based in the UK, Anna has been shooting for over 10 years, winning awards left, right and centre and was ranked 10th overall on our top photographers of 2018 list. Stick with us to hear how she shot her first wedding on film, how she's a bit of an introvert and why she often shoots with seconds, tips for people wanting to get better with flash, a controversial last meal choice, how she deals with anything that bugs her about this industry, her love of lemurs and so much more. Hey Anna, how are you doing? Hi Alan, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I am really good, really good. Yeah, thank you. Um, how, how's things? I, I saw you quite recently at the TIR party. Yeah, how are you? You did. Yes, that was fun. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm quite excited today, um, but a little cold. Oh, yeah, it's horrible at the moment, isn't it? It really is unpleasant here. I live quite rurally in Devon on a farm and it's just it just looks horrible outside. Mm, yeah, miserable. Oh, cool. On a farm then. Do you do any kind of like cattle herding and stuff? Or? Oh, all the time. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. The normal wedding sideline. Yeah, absolutely. That's my main job. Uh, no, I just look at the sheep. I don't get involved with them. Okay, probably for the best, probably for the best. Um, probably have you always, is. <laughs> have you always, did you grow up in Devon? Are you, are you from there? No, I'm not actually. Um, well, I suppose I actually was born in Rotherham. So okay. I don't know if I should admit to that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm from Chesterfield originally. I moved down here when I was 12. So I've kind of grown up in Devon, I guess, but not always on farms. Okay, cool. You've, you've been in some big, major cities that they have in Devon. All of them, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the sprawling metropolis of Exeter. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what were you like as a, as a kid growing up? You know, tell us about the, the young Anna. Ah, oh, she was a bit strange, yeah. Um, the young Anna was going to marry a horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've always been a photographer, funnily enough. I got my first camera when I was eight. So I am oh. the cliche. I am the cliche that picked up a camera at the age of eight and never put it down. Oh, wow. That's cool, though. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So what was your very first camera? <laughs> it was called a Flash Dude. <laughs> good. genuinely it was just like this little plastic thing with uh, neon zigzags and stuff all over it it was it was very cool I do wish I still had it actually a flash dude it was called the flash dude yeah <laughs> they I think so my... couldn't release that these days could they <laughs> I think I think my nana bought it for me from boots or something nice cool and so you, uh, as soon as you got that you wanted to, to you wanted to be a wedding photographer no I used to want to take pictures of horses Ah, okay, cool. Oh, nice. Do you so, do you still do that now? No, I don't. I don't. I didn't marry one either. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Though. I grew out of that. <laughs> so, how did Eventually. you get? Um, how did you go from horses and your love of photography to to getting into weddings? Then, how did that happen? Well, as a teenager, because I was quite quiet and quite shy, I was always the one that took the pictures. Because um, I think it was my way of connecting with the environment without getting too involved so so yeah I just was always the one that took the pictures of my friends and then when I got to 18 there's a friend of mine who is a little bit older I'm getting married she's like oh you're always the photographer you should take the pictures at my wedding and I was like oh yeah cool and at this point I don't think I'd been to a wedding I think I went to one as a as a little bridesmaid when I was about seven so I didn't really know what I was letting myself in for really I went yeah yeah cool and this is shooting film as well oh wow man what what year was this then 
I think it was, oh, well, I don't know. I was 18, so I don't know what year that would be. Many, <laughs> many, many. No, not that long ago. <laughs> no, a few, a few years ago now. Um, right. So at that point, I had a, a little Pentax MZ50 that I got from my uh, college course. Um, and I shot so many rolls of film. I was absolutely terrified when I realized that not only did she want me to just take natural pictures, she wanted me to do group family pictures and she had oh. about 100 guests. <laughs> So, yeah, I was terrified because I was still really shy at that point. So it's just like, how, how, am I? I don't know what to do, help. Um, so yeah, anyway, scary. yeah, it was, it was terrifying. So yeah, it ended up, I didn't get paid for it because it was a friend's wedding. Um, and I ended up, I think, paying about 200 pounds, which was, you know, still a lot now to get yeah. all these mega rolls of film developed in color and in black and white. <laughs> and then I just delivered this, delivered her this massive stack of prints. We're like, here you go. Um I want to look through them. I thought, they're quite good, actually. Maybe I could do this as a job. But then I went, no, actually, I, I never want to do that as a job. That was terrifying. <laughs> um, but then it just did that, you know, that thing when somebody saw her pictures. And so I did. So it kind of went from there. So it was never really like, a, I'm going to be a wedding photographer. It was a very gradual thing. Okay, cool. So she must have been really happy with those prints, though. She, well, I think uh, she didn't get back to me for about a week. So <laughs> it's the most terrifying week of my life, probably. Like, oh, she's going to hate them. Um, but yeah, she must have been. They're not uh, together anymore, though. Oh, OK. And I'm, I'm sure that's something to do with your photos. I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully not, no. <laughs> Man, so that your first wedding's on film. So yeah, you've been doing this for like over 10 years, have you now? So what, wow, you yeah, yeah. I went full time in 2007. Um wow. Yeah. yeah. So, and prior to that, I used to do it part-time while I was temping. Um, so I think I shot my first ever wedding after that terrifying one. I think my first one was in 2003. Right. Okay. But was that on digital then? Yeah, that was digital. I very quickly moved to digital after that massive mistake and expense. <laughs> I was a student at the time, so I couldn't, you know, to lose 200 pounds. But then they did, bless them, give me, I think they gave me 100 pounds as a thank you. Uh, okay but you still were out of pocket <laughs> I was yeah I was felt like saying what well, you know maybe you could just um double that <laughs> <laughs> well if she's listening now maybe she'll send you a little retrospective check or something <laughs> yeah I, well we're not in touch these days so yeah maybe maybe I just send it to her <laughs> <laughs> so you said you said you were a student at the time what were, what were you studying uh studying photography GCSE oh, right. I know because I went to college to do GCSEs because uh, I left school early um right. So I did GCSEs in college. A few things, really. Maths, which I think I ended up getting a U in because I just never turned up. <laughs> um, so there was never going to be a career in accounting for me. Uh, <laughs> English and photography. Um, and I think I did like a business admin course or something. Okay. That. Yeah. That's all very useful, though, I guess, especially the business side, because it's so important for our, our work. It is. It is. They're, they're not skills that came that quickly to me. So it, it was a bit helpful. <laughs> and as I said earlier, you've been doing it for over, well, it's like 12 years now. How, how has the industry changed um, since you first started, do you think? There, I, think? I think a lot of people are saying there's a lot more photographers, but I don't, yeah, there may be a few more, but I think a lot come and go. Because I think a lot mm -hmm. see this job, you know, they maybe go to a wedding, they quite enjoy photography and think, oh, this is, this is cool. I want to do this. Um, and they realize it's actually quite hard. So people come and go. I've seen a lot of people come and go in my time. I know that makes me sound like a, a right old sage, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think it's changed vastly. Um, I think the documentary style was still a thing when I went full time mm -hmm. 
you know, back in 2007. So I've not seen huge changes. I've seen a big change in the industry side in the conferences and, you know, workshops, things like that. That They weren't really around when I started out. So that, uh, okay. I feel like that's think, quite new. Do you think that's for the better in general or what, what are your opinions on those? Yeah, I think they're cool. I think you should always keep learning. You know, I've, I've been doing this, like I said, forever. Um, and, I, you know, you can learn something from someone who's been doing it for a year. You know, we've all got things to learn from each other. So I think it's super important to stay connected with that and, you know, make friends who are, who are doing the same job. And, you know, I think it's definitely a community is a good idea. Yeah, that's so true. Because it is, I know I've mentioned it before in other ones, but it is kind of a, I find it quite a lonely industry. So it's awesome to, to meet those people at conferences and things. It really is. It really is. I remember I hit a bit of a low point, I think. It was 2013. And I actually remember I had this TP wedding in Somerset. And it was a lovely wedding. People were really lovely. And I went and sat in my car while they were eating to go and eat my sandwiches. <laughs> um, and I felt really lonely. And I just felt like, oh, like, don't know. <laughs> it's such a sociable job. But you still, ultimately, you're an outsider. So as, mm. as even if you do get involved and everyone's really friendly, um, I did get that point, And I didn't really know that many other wedding photographers at the time I don't think but I just remember sitting there going oh I think I'd quite <laughs> like a second shooter or something like I feel quite lonely yeah I, I totally agree with you it's strange you're at this huge party and yet you're not really properly part of it it's it's bizarre isn't it yeah and I think maybe that's because I'm a bit of an introvert as well so I do get involved as much as I can but I am still quite shy so Right, you know, yeah. I don't really dance on the dance floor. I might like sway a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get fully. I know some some of the guys that we know get fully involved, um, and I try to a bit. But I am, you know, I am ultimately still that shy kid with a camera. So <laughs> I tend to sit back. And and from that point when you um when you felt a bit lonely, did did you change things? Did you start having a second photographer? Um, do you shoot on your own now, or more with seconds and things? bit of both really but yeah no I started working with seconds after that point so it wasn't really that I even felt like you know obviously the the dual coverage in the morning is useful because you don't have to run around between the two and try and work logistics out but um yeah it was mostly for company so it's just like I ended up paying people you know 250 pounds just to be my friend <laughs> be my friend it's for sad. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a friend for the day and you know it's good to bounce ideas off each other because at that point I was kind of getting into off-camera flash and trying to you know just do something a bit different so it was it was good to have someone there that I could you know use as a light tester as well and oh, yeah. talk about yeah. ideas and things like that and I made a lot of friends that way so as well so you know that was cool oh, that's really cool yeah and, yeah. and talk, you mentioned your off-camera flash there you wrote a, a really good this is how piece for us a while ago about how you got a certain reportage award um I'll include a link to it in the post if, if people are, are checking out this podcast on the site. Um, and in that post, you talk specifically about your use of flash, um, which is brilliant. Do you have any kind of tips, bits of advice for people who are looking at getting better at using flash specifically? Yeah, um, I think it's a lot easier than a lot of people think that it's going to be. I mean, I remember for years, I used to say, oh, I'm an available light photographer. I don't use flash. The most of that for me personally, I'm not saying it's the same for everybody, was that I was a little bit scared. You know, I used to put like to turn it on on ETTL and it would just be this uncontrollable burst of light that I didn't <laughs> know how to manage. So I go, oh, now I'll turn that back off again and put it back in my bag. Um, and when I did learn to use it properly and just worked around the very basic settings, I just found that it lifted my coverage for things like, you know, you know, you go into those rooms sometimes and they're big, dark oak panels and you can't bounce your flash off it because everyone ends up with bright red faces. <laughs> um, 
and for things like that with speeches I just think it it made life so much easier and when I was editing more than anything so yeah I just think it lifts lifts the coverage just a little bit but it's not you know some weddings I don't even take them out of my bag again it's it totally depends yeah and it's cool and you've got those um that toolkit to bring out if you, if you need to or want to which is great how did you personally get better at using flash then did you go on like workshops or did you just learn yourself bit of both really I think a lot of it was just trial and error and just getting over the fear of it um because mm. so much of it was fear but once I you know I think how did I do any workshops I should remember if I did. <laughs> We've well, been in it a long time, Anna. It's, it's all right. I know. <laughs> My memories are starting to fade, you know. I'm getting to that age. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool. And you actually do, um, you do training and mentoring yourself, though, don't you? So if people want to learn about Flash, I guess that's something that you could cover. But I guess you cover loads of things. I do. I do. It's funnily enough, you know, it's funny because I see myself very much as a documentary photographer. So I don't see myself as the portraits guy, but I remember you saying to me, um, I think it was one of the Nine Dots parties last year. So I think I remember you saying, oh, I know you for portraits. And I'm like, really? Oh, I, I meant yeah. that in a very complimentary way. Though. I think you were quite drunk at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I was just a bit like, am I? Wow, well, that's, that's new. Because I do, I think the reason I started doing portraits or trying to make portraits look nice is because I was so uncomfortable doing them because my doc my background was documentary I just had you know when it came to portraits time I just start getting nervous and thinking oh man I've got to perform and I don't know what I'm going to do and what's the light doing um so I really pushed myself into that like I went right straight into that fear zone just so that I could feel more comfortable with it that's cool yeah so I I do a lot of training with that because again I think a lot of the people that come to me for mentoring, again, you know, maybe don't use Flash as much and they're quite documentary based. So similar sort of background to me. So I think that's maybe why I can relate and help with that. Oh, that's cool. That's so good to push through your fears like that. I think that's so important. So important in life. Like, it's, yeah, it's, I, I get nervous. about so I still get nervous shooting weddings, you know, like in the morning of each wedding. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I do. It's mad, isn't it? It is mad. Yeah. Once I'm fully in it, I'm fine. You know, once mm. I'm in it. So once I go in and, you know, start chatting to people, and again, it's a funny thing because even when you are quite a quiet person, you do build a bit of a persona for weddings, don't you? Mm, so you go in in the morning and you start chatting to everybody. And, you know, I think if that was real life me, I would not walk into a room and start chatting to everyone like that. <laughs> sit in a corner drinking tea and feeling awkward, probably. That is so <laughs> <laughs> that's funny cool um cool let's, let's let's change tack slightly um what what would be your last meal on death row oh goodness me what would it be i like what? eating <laughs> this, i could be really controversial here so i'm gonna do that um it would be uh, uh pineapple and cheese pizza wow that is controversial i, I know think you've probably lost like the whole 50 percent of people listening i've just like stopped it now I know, right? I know, but I like to be controversial. So yeah, margarita with pineapple, that's my go-to. Or failing that, it'd just be loads of mashed potato because that's my other favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very classy with my choices there, aren't I? That Could is very classy. Really fancy, but no, mashed potato and a pineapple pizza. That's right. cheap date that's good cheap date yeah that's me that's me you know what though I've never even had pineapple on pizza I've got to try it, it might why be would you not do it <laughs> it's so good you know like the parties in the 80s where they had cheese and pineapple on sticks oh yeah yeah it's the best thing ever why do they not have that at wedding buffets 
<laughs> I mean, to be honest, I don't do that many weddings with wedding buffets, but I think they should be brought back. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make a stand. With cheese and pineapple on sticks and volivants. <laughs> what are volivants? You don't know what a volivant no, is? No, I don't. No. I Come don't on. Don't. <laughs> it sounds cool. <laughs> They're like little little puff pastry things with a hole in and you fill them up with, I don't know, whatever you want. Mushrooms, prawns. Mm, that sounds good. It's been a while since I've I've had a volivant, actually. I think it might have actually been the 80s. It's a cool word. Rolls off the tongue nicely. It is, isn't it? It would, it would uh, fit in well at a wedding these days, I think, a volivant. <laughs> Maybe we should bring those out for the canapes. <laughs> yeah, let's do it next year at TIR party. That would be amazing. Cheese and pineapple on sticks and volivants. <laughs> yes, do that. Let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I'll be there. <laughs> um, so if, if you weren't a wedding photographer, what do you think, what would you do for a living if you weren't doing weddings? I would almost certainly be one of two things. I would have either have stayed doing what I was doing, which was working in the medical profession. I used to be a phlebotomist. Um, a what? Phlebotomist. So I used to do nurse training. So I did uh, taking blood from people. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. Well, Gosh. That's what a phlebotomist is. So yeah, I started off doing nurse training and, and you know, did blood pressures and phlebotomy. Um, <laughs> you, yeah. like, you like that word? Yeah, I know. It is a good word. And people normally go, to do what? <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen a lot of blood then? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it in a sadistic way. It's quite <laughs> satisfying, actually. Are you not squeamish at all? Not really, no. Okay. Cool. But I don't watch horror films, so I don't like seeing anything suffering at all. So I don't watch horror films. But when it comes to real life, you know, if somebody bleeds, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good to have around if someone gets hurt. That's cool. That's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd either do that, did you say, and what, or what else would you do? Or it'd be working with animals. Oh, okay, that's nice. So, yeah. So I have a background in conservation. So um, that was how I really what I re- what I really wanted to do with photography. Actually, was be a wildlife photographer. Oh, cool. You could so, still do that. I still could. Yes, I still could. I'll uh, I'll, I'll look into that. This chat <laughs> inspired me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> inspired you to get out of weddings and into. into yeah, that's it. Um, I'm off. <laughs> the moment of clarity <laughs> um so you've you shot over 600 weddings which is like a massive number um you must have seen almost everything now you know what have there been weddings that have really kind of stuck in your mind for some reason out of that huge 600 you know what I get asked this at almost every wedding and I think <laughs> it's even more than 600 weddings now I must try and count again I don't know how I'd start that but um oh. No, I get asked everyone, what's the most interesting? What's the most crazy? What's the worst thing? Uh, you know what? Nothing really that crazy has happened. <laughs> Honestly, nothing. I've not had any big fights break out. I've not had anyone not turn up. I oh, had one bride good. who was so drunk she couldn't stand up and nearly didn't get married. Okay. But I mean, that's not <laughs> that noteworthy. Um, well, that's, well, that's quite noteworthy. Wow, she couldn't even stand up. Wow. No, well, I mean, the poor girl, she'd somehow, I don't know how it happened, but she had something like eight flower girls. And none of the parents for these flower girls are present. So it was just her, the bride, oh. getting ready on her own with eight flower girls. And I think she just drank loads of champagne and <laughs> got really, really drunk. But I think anyone would have done the same in those circumstances. So in yeah. case of ceremony, she was just swaying all over the place. <laughs> that's funny at least at least you had the photos to remember her wedding by though yeah i yeah the ones where she's standing up straight are the ones that i put in (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny i mean you've done quite a few destinations though as well haven't you i mean anything 
any really memorable one of those that you've really enjoyed or yeah iceland this year that was a highlight that oh, was wow, cool. uh, that was super cool yeah and uh, the bride is a photographer from mexico so oh wow did you feel extra pressure doing another another photographer's wedding you know funnily enough no i didn't actually um feel that because i wasn't really thinking about it i was just it was such an amazing wedding you know everything about it was absolutely perfect you know we had golden light and rainbows and nice. you know the couple were just so good together that I was just fully in the moment I didn't really think about pressure or anything like that I was just loving it was like, this is this is a peak I can I can retire now I've peaked <laughs> I thought you said this is a pig <laughs> no pigs in Iceland no well there probably are somewhere I didn't see any I'd like to go to Iceland, never been. And you're going to Norway soon, aren't you, as well, for fun? I am, yeah, for fun. I'm going to Norway tomorrow. Nice. And you were saying, just, we chatted just before starting this, uh, how it's going to be kind of dark almost the whole time you're there. Yeah, because this is exactly what you want to do when you leave the cold, dark UK, is go somewhere colder and darker. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we started off going, let's go, let's get away in December and let's go somewhere nice and warm and we'll go on a, you know, a bit of a, an adventure. And somehow we ended up in Norway. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how oh, that'd that would be. That would be awesome though. How long, how long are you going for? Uh, only a week, but I've always wanted to go. So I'm super excited about it. Although I'm not going to see a lot of it because it's going to be dark. <laughs> <laughs> Could be anywhere. <laughs> Could have gone to Cornwall. <laughs> hey, not Cornwall. Cornwall's hey, nothing great. Wrong, nothing wrong with Cornwall. Like <laughs> Other than the way that they do cream teas, obviously. Oh, the whole, oh, I still don't know which is which, like the, the jam on the clotted cream or the other way around. I don't know. Are you What's... not a proper Cornish person? Are you not a proper, I was going to say man then. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. You're not <laughs> a Cornish person. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm from the Midlands originally. I've only been down in Cornwall like last, like 12 years or something like that. Oh, whereabouts in the Midlands? Uh, from Redditch to south of Birmingham. Oh, yeah, nothing else to say. <laughs> no, not really. Oh, lovely. Well, I'm from Chesterfield, so there's nothing really to say about that other than, oh, Crooked Spire. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I do like um, scones, though. No, what were we talking Yeah, cream cheese. That's scones, oh. isn't it? Uh, yeah, again, controversial. Scone or scone. Oh, yeah. Scone. What do you say? Scone. No, it's scone. No, no. It's well. Like the place name, how do you say that the town um, that's about B-A-T-H? Bath. Bath. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes, so do I. Yeah. Exactly. This is the thing, you know. You can say, I'm going to have a, a scone on the grass next to the castle in Bath. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Apart from the scone bit. Oh, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Special. What can we do? um right let's, that's funny. Uh, let's let's go on a slight a downer instead let's say is there anything that kind of bugs you about our industry at all um no anything that does I try and stay away from so I don't use social media a lot um I'm not, I'm not on that many groups really um I don't like it when people start attacking each other on groups um so I'm not on that many I think I'm you know on on your group and on the nine dots group and i think mostly that's it i don't use that many so yeah um competitive you know competitiveness for, for competitiveness sake or mm. you know not being nice to each other I, I just don't like that just just be nice to each other that's all we want yeah. that is that is that's all that matters isn't it just being nice it's so important though yeah absolutely so yeah I can't say anything bothers me too much because I tend to stay away from anything that does and, and I've just learned over the years to disconnect from anything that stresses me out so 
I think that's that, I think that's great. Yeah, because so many people they kind of they things do bug them, but they stay doing those things that annoy them. You know, so it's good that you just get out of it. Life's too short, isn't it? Yeah, we say, you know, like keyboard warriors, you know, people that just mm-hmm. like to go on the internet just to fight with other people. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, life's too short for that. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> um, you you mentioned Nine Dots as well. You, you recently were the photographer for the Nine Dots gathering, which I think must be really stressful. But I know I spoke to you and, and you, you didn't find it too stressful. You did a brilliant job, by the way. They're so good. People should check Thank out you. the images that Anna took. They're so good. Yeah, did you, did, you, did you enjoy it being the photographer? You know, photographing like 130 other wedding photographers? I thought that would be so stressful, no? No, not at all. You know, a lot of people ask me that. A lot of people said, oh, are you feeling the pressure? Are you stressed? And I'm like, no, genuinely not. No. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it because, you know, like I said earlier, I feel more connected to the moment when I've got a camera. Um, and I think that's just the way that I've always been. Um, so anytime I feel a bit uncomfortable, I I like to, to shoot stuff that's happening because it just helps me connect to what's happening so yeah for me and also I've got a very very short attention span so mm, you know, when, I, when, <laughs> when I'm at workshops and conferences and stuff I, I struggle to sit still and, and listen you know I find my mind just wanders off on all these little different tangents right. so so I mean that I can't say that didn't happen when I was shooting because I was listening to these talks going oh yeah that's super interesting yeah super interesting oh what's that over there <laughs> um, and then I realized that I'd lost what people were saying so yeah um, so but in answer to your question no I didn't I didn't really feel it was too stressful I I really enjoyed it and I'd yeah I'd much oh. rather have camera in hand at these sorts of things uh, okay, cool. I understand that, I guess. But yeah, if it was me, I would have been super stressed. But um, you just nailed it. So good. Were you not even nervous, like handing over the images to Nine Dots guys or anything? No, just all. No, not really. Because I thought, you know what? I've done the best that I could have done. You know, in fact, no, that's that's a lie. I did do my best. But I, all, every set of images I deliver, and it doesn't matter who it's to, I always see the holes in it. And I always say, think to myself, oh, why didn't I do that? Or I should have done this, or I wish I'd done that. So yeah, there were certain like regrets that I felt when I handed over thinking, oh, I don't really got much of this and I should have got more of that. But I do that all the time. That's just something that I'm used to having that kind of internal dialogue with myself. But yeah, once I handed them over, I knew that I'd, you know, I'd worked hard um, and I knew that I got a few good moments and a few reasonably creative shots. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? If they love them, then that's super cool. And if they don't, then that's a shame but you know I did what I did that, that's cool and you, and you honestly totally nailed it though they're brilliant people should check them out I'll put a link to the uh to the photos as well actually in the post as well so yeah absolutely brilliant Anna it was awesome and you got a lot of the table tennis which is very good, very good. <laughs> I got a lot of the the winning shots yes I did I was there I knew I knew where it was going to be happening I knew it was going to be around you so I got myself in place early <laughs> oh it's great it's such a cool time um <laughs> It's a, it's a time of the year now when like most photographers, you know, are pretty quiet, um, you know, thinking about maybe the next year ahead. What what do you kind of generally do in the quiet season in this kind of downtime? I like to sleep and drink lots of tea and stroke <laughs> my cats. <laughs> no, um, I do do those things, but I do those all year. Um, <laughs> no, in the quiet time, I like to... I don't, I'm going to be completely honest. I just like to rest and try yeah. and travel a little bit if I can, because I, I love to get get out. And um, I'm a very kind of outdoorsy person. I like to travel. I like to see the world. So even if that part of you know, the world is somewhere else in the UK that I've not been to yet, then I try and do that or go mountain biking or, you know, just something fun. 
That's cool. I mean, it's so important. You have su- you have such a busy year. It's important to have downtime and enjoy yourself at this time. For sure. I joke about it with my clients as it being my holiday, like between, you know, November and February is that's my holiday. Um, and it kind of is. And I, I use that time to work on the business and think about what I'm going to do differently next year. But yeah, and also reconnect with my physical self and get back into exercise again. Because over summer, you know, you've got, particularly when you're a parent as well, you've got so many things that you've got to be doing that exercise is often one of the things that drops off and it's quite yeah. important for me as well as I know a lot of people to stay fit so I try and get back into that as well that's cool and what do you do for to keep fit um I go spinning usually oh cool yoga yeah so spinning and yoga are my two things that I actually enjoy um running I just can't I just can't stand running oh normally I hate running I can't believe anyone who says they enjoy it I do not believe them I don't enjoy it at all. I tried to get into it recently, running with my dog, um, but she didn't enjoy it either. Actually, <laughs> she got tired before I did, and it was uh, it was it was not fun for either of us. So yeah, spinning um, is is where it's at. It's hard, and the first one I did, I genuinely thought I was going to die. Oh man! And somehow I went back, and in in winter I try and go three times a week, but. Okay. So spinning, I, I, spinning is like just cycling in a in a room with loads of other people cycling. Cycling and not going anywhere, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's actually this around this time last year, um, I was chatting with Rousey, you know, James Rousey. Yeah, yeah, lovely guy. And he said to me, he's like, Anna, you go spinning, don't you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And he's like, do you fancy going mountain biking? And I was like, well, you know, my bike doesn't go anywhere when I'm spinning. <laughs> Like it doesn't move. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll have, you know, like leg strength or something. He's like, do you want to go mountain biking on New Year's Eve? Because we went up to um, to Agas last New Year's Eve. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so he, and then he sent me the, the track that we were going to be doing the day before we went to do it. And it was just this full on downhill mountain biking. <laughs> like, okay, that's mildly terrifying, but I'm just going to say yes. So, <laughs> and honestly, I think it was the best day of my life. So that's oh, my, awesome. my new hobby. I love mountain biking now. So I'm actually thankful to Rousey for that. <laughs> that's cool a new love <laughs> oh i have not seen him in a, in a couple of years not since uh we had a, a little badminton challenge which i won james i won't look like... <laughs> uh he's very unsociable these days we need to get him out in fact i think he's going to elevate oh cool i'll see him in march are you coming i am i am oh, awesome yeah i'll be there just go out the room when i do my talk you you know you, you can do that it's fine well I don't know. I think I want to be there absorbing everything that you have to say. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned earlier on there as well that you're a parent. And so, you know, how do you find that balancing being a parent and being a, a wedding photographer? It's, something, it's a subject that I think a lot, of, a lot of wedding photographers are really interested in, I think, that kind of balance. Yeah. So how have you found it? Well, to be honest, when he was little, it was great. It was it was ideal because I had him all week. So it wasn't too bad going away at the weekend. Um, since he started school, it's been a bit harder because, you know, he's at school all week and then How old is he? I'm away on a Saturday. He's eight now. Oh, cool. Cute. Yeah. So, so now since he's got a bit older, you know, I've been trying to get the work life balance, right? Like my whole life. I still haven't got it right. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone ever does. Um, yeah. but yeah, now I, I try not to do weddings every Saturday now. So I try to maybe just do two or three a month during summer. And, you know, if I can pick up a couple of weekday ones and I do that. Oh, that's cool yeah yeah because that's it's trickier in a way isn't it when they're at school because then yeah with a weekend job like we do you're, you're never going to see them it's it's tricky no exactly you know I'm lucky that um my mum is a really great nana and he loves spending time with us so 
you know, it works out well that he gets to spend the weekend with her. But um, yeah, I, you know, I'm conscious that they do grow up super quick and, you know, I do want to be spending these weekends with them as well and go away and do stuff. So I did do that this year, actually. I think this year was the first year I actually implemented that and made a decision not to take her weddings every Saturday. And, and I'm glad I did. Oh, that's, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Really um, you mentioned earlier as well how you're not really, you're not into social media that much, but in terms of marketing and kind of getting yourself out there as, as a business, what, what's been the most effective for you, do you think? Uh, word of mouth, I think. And again, because, you know, I've got the advantage that I've been doing it for such a long time. So I do still get word of mouth and also venues that I've worked at that I've shared images with suppliers. Um, I've got to say, I think probably 90% of my bookings come from, from there. Uh, I don't really do any marketing. That is, you know, my previous clients, you know, looking after them, that's, that's my marketing really. Well, that's cool. That's great. You can't do better than that though, really, can you? It's awesome. It's free as well. Yeah. And I love it. You know, it's great because you get to do these groups of friends and, you know, you get to see your past couples before. And I have a really good relationship with my couples. Like I think over the years I've, I, I tend to attract really cool people and, and I'm really, I feel really lucky about that. I get really nice people. So I get to see them again and you get to do whole friendship groups, which is a really cool thing. That is cool. Yeah, that is cool. And you, I said it's free then and that kind of marketing and you said you were lucky, but in a way, in a way it's not, it's not free and not lucky. It's because it's you're putting so much hard work and great skill into those weddings that people then love the images and then recommend you naturally. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is cool. You can't be complacent, though, because this industry changes all the time. You know, you know, you hear everybody saying from year to year that this year has been tough for them. And, mm. you know, I know this year has been quite tough for a lot of people. Uh, yeah. but, you know, we don't really know why. Could be Brexit. Could be the <laughs> fact that 2020 just sounds nicer. We're all discussing it all the time. Nobody really knows. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, true. you can't be complacent. You know, you've always got to be looking at your website. And, you know, because I think the average attention span of a, of a user is like something ridiculous, like a, a two seconds or something before you've lost them. So, right, yeah. you know, all these things you've got to think about. So I'm still always trying to stay in touch with that kind of thing as well. That's cool. That's cool. And I guess one of the things we can do to progress is is to go on workshops. And I know that you're doing a, a joint workshop in 2020 with Nadine Van Biljon. Um, yes. Can you, tell us, can you tell us about that? How's, how's the planning going for that? Well, we, we worked together a few times, second shooting for each other. And we're good friends. And we, we both got a lot to give. You know, I've never, I've done a lot of mentoring, but I've never done a workshop. I've been asked a few times in the years. Um, but we've decided we've got quite a lot of skills to bring. Like Nadine has a lot of business skills and sales skills because she's got a very strong sales background. Mm. Um, and we both have, you know, what we were talking about earlier with the lighting, you know, just how to make off-camera flash a lot less scary and just the very, you know, how to use it in a very practical way to lift your coverage for, you know, dancing and speeches and portraits. And just to really simplify it and also just to discuss another thing that, again, I think documentary photographers struggle with is, the portrait side of it you know not everybody does them at all you know not not everyone does them but I think as wedding mm. photographers we're expected to do them yeah um so really just how to work with couples to get these pictures super quick supernatural in any environment any lighting so that's what we're going to be working on is, is those two things mostly cool sounds great be yeah I'm sure that'd be really really good do you know whereabouts you're going to do that yet or still still planning that kind of yeah thing? it's going to be somewhere around London so ah, um cool. Yeah, hopefully that's going to work for everybody. 
Cool. It's great for people to come along and have two different kind of opinions and two different people kind of teaching them as well. And yeah, that'd be fun as well. Yeah, we've got a lot to bring to it. So that's the summary. There's going to be a lot involved and we're going to struggle to cram it all in, but we want it to be valuable because I know there are a lot of workshops around and, you know, we want what we offer to be really valuable to everyone that attends. So, you know, we're putting a lot of thought into it and planning. So yeah, end of February, that's that's the plan. So we've got Uh, a bit of time to make sure that it is as good as it can be. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm sure that'd be great. People listening, get on it. It'll, it'll be brilliant. Um, let's change tack again slightly. If you could choose one day in your life to live over and over again, like Groundhog Day, you have seen Groundhog Day, haven't you? I haven't, but I know. The yeah. <gasps> you Really? Have you not seen Groundhog Day? Dude, seriously, I'm this person that has not seen most of the classic films. Again, I think it's something to do with that attention span thing, like all the classic childhood films that people talk about. No, I've not oh. really seen any of them. Man, have you seen Four Winners in a Funeral? No. Wow. <laughs> I've seen bits of it. Like, I know the film, but I've never sat and watched it all the way through. Oh, you really should. I love that. I love Groundhog Day. Sorry, yeah. But anyway, but you know the concept of it, of uh, Groundhog Day, of, of living one day over and over again. Yeah, if you yep. could choose a day in your life um, to live over and over again, what would it be? Can I choose two? Okay, I will let you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's two things. Um, most recently, I think the day when I shot the wedding in Iceland, that was just amazing as as a photographer to get a job when everything aligns like all the planets align to just create this most perfect day that was amazing you know I loved every minute of that so I'd I'd probably do that maybe maybe not every day but another (laughs) one was uh, in New Zealand um my brother lives over in New Zealand so you know try and get there when I can but um he organized this trip where you fly over the glaciers in a like little plane and then you dropped into a little valley and you got to hike your way out for like five hours through the wilderness. Wow. And then at the other end of it, you get on this little hover boat that takes you back to the other end. So that was a full day. Um, but I wow. spent all of it just saying to myself, absorb it. This is amazing. Take it in. Take it in. This too will end. Just enjoy it. Um, so that I'd love to go back and do that again. Wow. That does sound amazing. Yeah, it really was. Oh, I'd love to go to I've never been to New Zealand sounds awesome oh man honestly it's everything everyone says it is have you seen Lord of the Rings then <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen bits of it I've not seen it all the way through I know it's shameful I do I do like I do have films that I have enjoyed I, I'm not you know what what films like just it. just 20, 20 minute little short films or something. <laughs> five minutes <laughs> now what are your favorite film films then? um i've got a lot it depends what kind of thing you're looking at um one that i recently remembered which is amazing it's not a very it's not a very upbeat film but it's called dead man's shoes it's a very gritty british film but it's it's brilliant very okay. sad though so yeah it doesn't sound um the most uplifting no but it's it's brilliant it's so well written it's very clever oh, okay that's my favorite film but it's the only one that's been in my mind recently cool okay i'll check it out that sounds good um what what are you afraid of oh on a big scale or on a small scale it can be can be both on a small scale i don't like daddy long legs oh really (laughs) at all i really don't like them at all like i don't know what it is about them i think it's the erratic nature of them like one minute they're on the side of the room and the next minute they're on your face yeah i hate them as well oh horrible things I was a teenager once uh, riding on my bike and I did a big yawn and I saw this daddy long legs fly and it went in my mouth and the yawn. I couldn't stop the yawn. That was oh, honestly no. awful. Oh yeah. my 
that I'm going to have nightmares about that. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever heard, I think, ever. That's like pure horror to me. That does actually remind me of an experience in New Zealand. Another, my brother made me do another walk in New Zealand. It was, it was a really tough one. It was like eight hours just hiking through the wilderness wow. in the rain with boots that didn't fit me properly. Um, <laughs> that was painful. But yeah, there was this one part of the track where you just had to walk through all these cicadas. Do you know what cicadas are? I don't know. They're like these big flying insect crickety things that live Ooh. in the trees. They're massive. They're like two inches. Anyway, so there's all these cicadas just crossing the path. And uh, yeah, I was screaming like <laughs> a proper girl. They were getting tangled up in my hair and making their loud noises. And my brothers just stood there looking really unimpressed with their hands on their hips like really. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, wow, just screaming at them, swearing at them. And they were just like, oh, my God. Oh, that does sound awful. You wouldn't that want to go and I'm a you wouldn't want to go and I'm a celebrity then. No, I don't watch it, but no, I don't. It's not, you know what? Funnily enough, I'm not that bothered about bugs. Like I don't mind spiders, but oh. I don't really like hundreds of them flying into me. That was not fun. Doesn't sound fun. Yeah. So like Daddy Long Legs was a small thing you're afraid of. What what's the big thing you're afraid of then? Um, probably psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> genuine murdering ones you know not not you know borderline ones just you know the, the full-on the really bad ones that's why I don't watch horror films because in my in my world I think there's a lot of there's a lot of real horror in the world so in my view I don't want to watch made-up horror because I feel like there's enough of it out there so yeah I don't enjoy horror films I don't like don't like them I don't like gory things yeah, I agree with you on psychopaths, though. and that's why for me, though, I'm I I kind of don't mind horror films, but I don't like watching real life stuff. Like, I don't like honestly, I don't like the news. I don't like nine 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 and like Crime yeah. Watch stuff that's real. That kind of stuff scares me more than than fiction. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing. I don't mind slightly supernatural things and monsters and things that you know are not real, but but horror films about you know horrible, gruesome ones where they chop people up and stuff. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm all right. I could leave that behind. I'm not up for that. Um, cool. Let, let's let's go off fears and scary things. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you if you won the lottery, what would you spend it on? Do you think would you still do wedding photography if you're a millionaire? Uh, I do genuinely love my job. Whether I'd still do, I mean, I would definitely still be shooting, but I probably would shoot for charities or something i would find a way to do cool. what what i love doing and put it to some good um so yeah i probably would do that you know i probably would still shoot weddings um for friends or for if someone came to me and they really liked what i did but yeah, yeah. i would try and you know i probably follow my dreams of uh, getting out there and doing more wildlife photography and travel photography so yeah that's cool Good stuff. Do you have a bucket list in life and in weddings at all? Anything specific you really want to do? Um, probably more destination weddings just because I think uh, I love, yeah, like I said, I love my job. But I love to travel. So those two things go hand in hand. Um, Iceland was one of them. So that's, you know, tick that one off. Um, I really want to go to Madagascar. That's one of my next trips. Oh, I, don't, cool. I don't think I'd want to shoot wedding in Madagascar. I just want to travel there because I, I'm very, I love lemurs, like absolutely adore them. So oh, I want cool, to work. Okay. Yeah, I want to work with lemurs. That's that's like a big bucket list thing for me. That's quite close to the top. So yeah, cool. go there. That sounds um, good. You could change. You could be lunar lemur photography. Should be. <laughs> I could have a pet one that I could just have on my shoulder the whole time. I think that would possibly be quite cool. I don't think you're supposed to have wild animals, but I like the fantasy of it. That would be very cool, you know. That would give you an edge. 
It definitely would. It definitely <laughs> would. You know, it'd be great. I wouldn't have any trouble of anyone not looking at the camera. You know, when you do group photos and everyone's looking at their mate's <laughs> camera, like that, no one's going to be looking at anyone else. They're going to be looking at the lemur on my shoulder. That is so true. Man, you've got that is sorted. That should be on your workshop, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. If there's anyone out there that can connect me with a lemur, I will love you forever. <laughs> <laughs> so um I think we've got time for one more question this has been it's been so good thank you it's been awesome and you've won loads of reportage awards those are awards from lots of other associations as well you know you're so good um what would be your top tips to help someone get better at the documentary side specifically I think just watch everything watch everything really think about your frames think about the placement of people in them you know when you're shooting a frame just look you know look all the way around it and you know how you can move just because you know I say sometimes you know the difference between a good image and a great image can just be a very slight change of perspective you know very slight change to the you know mo movement to the left or to the right so just watch all the time don't bring your camera down don't talk too much. You know, that's a problem. Sometimes I see myself missing moments because I'm chatting too much. Mm. Um, so I think just to try and stay connected, just watch everything um, and just be ready, really. Cool. Awesome. Great tips. Oh, Anna, honestly, that was so good. That was so good. I really <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed talking to you then. You gave so much great information. I loved it. Thank you. Great information or just random ramblings. I don't know. <laughs> you decide. <laughs> <laughs> definitely both. Definitely both. It was good. awesome. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> and people listening, definitely um, check out Anna. She does mentoring and check out uh, when she does the joint workshop with Nadine later in the uh, in 2020. Um, that'll be awesome, I'm sure. And yeah, thanks so much, Anna. That, that was just brilliant. Oh, you're more than welcome. It's been fun. Cool. I I'll see you soon. Yes, you will. No doubt. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the 13th episode of our This Is Reportage podcast. Love talking to Anna. Hope you enjoyed listening. Head to thisisreportage.com where you'll find links to Anna's work, her This Is How piece she wrote for us, and a link to a slideshow of her images from the Nine Dots Gathering in 2019 too. Just brilliant work. By the way, at the time of this podcast release, which is January 21st, 2020, there are only four days left to enter our first collection of 2020. Head to thisisreportage.com to join us and submit to our Reportage and Story Awards. Just to let you know as well that I myself have just announced a workshop, Law School London. Yeah, got to get that little word playing. It's in March 2020 and I share everything about the way I work in a very relaxed and fun manner too. It's already nearly 50% full, so if you fancy coming along, all the details are on alanlawphotography.co.uk. If you enjoyed the podcast today, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes to be notified when each new weekly episode is ready, bringing you advice, tips and backstories from some of the world's best photographers each week. And if you have a few minutes to give us a review, that would be massively appreciated. Each review increases the chance of these fab people getting heard by more and more listeners. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. Thank you.